Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we hope these beers are good again. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. We're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Hope Rides Again, an Obama-Biden mystery, number two, by Andrew Schaffer, and starting with a beer. Well, this is the sequel that the patrons voted for. We said, what sequel do you want us to read? And they picked this one, and... Uh, the reason why this one won because it's the dumbest one. Oh yeah, that's absolutely and this why. beat Divergent two. So which this, we're going to do eventually. That's anyway, how you so. know how stupid this is. <laughs> it was pretty stupid. We made um, a mistake but there. This is the sequel to the first one. That's how they work. Uh, and in the older one, they had to figure out who killed. Joe Biden's favorite Amtrak conductor. And this time, they're not in Delaware anymore, baby. They're in Chai Town. This is Chai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the Elemental Mead Company. It's a uh, mead made with chai for tea. <laughs> oh, dipshit. That makes perfect sense to me. Uh, I guess I'll allow it. Oh, my God. It's interesting. It tastes like I don't like the taste of chai. It comes this weird, those weird little like fucking like we, those weird like all blue Bud Light bottles where they're like metal for some reason. And you could kill a man with it if you wanted to, you or a woman at a Mets game. Be sexist <laughs> at a Mets game. No, that's where they that's where they kill themselves with them. They're for it throwing it like, off at a NASCAR event. <laughs> this is uh, it's a six point nine percent alcohol mead. Nice, and it's. Very bubbly. It's almost too bubbly. Like Joe Biden himself. Yes. No man known for his bubbliness. Uh it's all right. It has kind of a I guess it's I guess it must be the tea. The kind of like that weird flavor. Mellow, spicy with tea leaves and chai spices. Oh, here we go. Cinnamon, cardamom, ginger, and cloves come together with honey. To round out all the best autumn flavors. It does have kind of like an autumn vibe to it. Like a nice warm autumn drink, except it's a cold mead. So the opposite, but with all those flavors that you would expect in something that is not this. So it's pumpkin spice mead? You know what? It it kind of it kind of is, but more tea flavored. Like a tea pumpkin spice. But yeah, I guess this must be what it is, right? These are basically the pumpkin spices. You're really selling it, man. It's really sounding good. I'm just trying to put, wrap my head around what it is. They're going to send us a case. I can it's, see but it's this from episode the, uh, comes out. I can tell. What the fuck does this mean? It says on the front, Elemental Mead Company. And on the back, it says, produced by Orchid Cellar Meadery. It's probably one company actually does the brewing, and the other one is just the gypsy brewer that owns it. Uh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm going to stick with Elemental then, because it's on the front. It, it's not bad. It just, I didn't really understand what it was until I read the the back of the can, or the Bud Light bottle. Uh, but it makes more sense now. It is, it is really, really carbonated. It's kind of weird. I can't stand those autumn flavors. It just tastes like you're eating potpourri. You know, I, it I does really, have that kind I of I don't vibe. like that. Well, I chose this because, uh, Chai Town, Chicago... Not known for tea, but known for chai. And uh, birthplace of famed actor Chi McBride. It's that's d- probably not true. I don't, I don't know think that's from. true. And I'm so upset that I even thought about it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it opens up with Joe Biden reading the first book in the back of a cab. So f- right off the bat. It's very self-aware. I'm very confused. It's very meta. It is. It's meta. He keeps talking about how the first book is stupid. But then he keeps referencing things that happened in the first book. So I wasn't sure if the first book was fictional in this universe or if he's just upset that they got some of the details wrong. It turns out it's the second one. But for about a third of the book, I was legitimately confused as to whether or not the first book had happened or if this was their first adventure together. Turns out it is their second. Um, But he's going Third if you count the presidency. (laughs) Oh, yes. Or, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Fourth, if you count the to- 2008 campaign and the 2012 campaign. Oh, there's so many iterations of ordinals here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but iteration of ordinals is also a James Lipton phrase. Um, oh, yes. 
So he's on his way to see a speech that Barry O is giving. And Obama, because it's St. Patrick's Day, apparently big in Chicago. I've never been there except overnight once. So I don't have a sense of how Irish it is. But apparently they dye the river green, and that's cool. And so now he is on his way there. And in this universe, for some reason, no one ever recognizes Joe Biden in the street. They just think he's some weird old guy. And I'm not sure what... It's It's clear that it takes Which place... Which is pretty funny. <laughs> it is. It, it, there, there, there are some funny jokes. The vice presidency <laughs> isn't worth a bucket of warm piss as... <laughs> Either Lyndon Johnson or Harry Truman said. One of, was one of those two guys. absolutely had to be Johnson. I actually think he wanted the vice presidency. But I can't believe, imagine the phrase, bucket In of warm In 1960, Kennedy mouth. was going to give the vice, vice presidency to somebody else once he won the nomination narrowly. And then so they bring in Lyndon Johnson to tell him, no, we're going with somebody else. And Lyndon Johnson bursts into tears and says, but I wanted to be vice president. And Kennedy and the Kennedy crew were like, uh, okay. So they make he, him vice president. Because they knew they was going to kill him. LBJ did it with his dick. He swung around <laughs> and his, Kennedy's head exploded. Um, <laughs> that's my theory anyway. But speaking of Kennedy, On the they say hole. in it's this book. knob. <laughs> <laughs> pussy hole. <laughs> Speaking of Kennedy, in this book they say St. Patrick's Day was the second biggest day of the Irish calendar Right after November 20th, birthday of the 47th, president, 47th Vice President of the United States Who is that? That's Joe Biden But No, he must be higher than 47th Must be higher than 47th At first I thought it was referring to Kennedy, but he was not Vice President Joe Biden's birthday is November 20th, though, I looked that up He was really only the 40th, there were a lot more, no, no, no. I guess it must be Joe be Biden's birthday then there are only three I, more vice presidents than the world presidents. That, that, that if you just count FDR, he served as the forty seventh vice president according to Wikipedia. So either okay. that guy that guy hijacked the Wikipedia page, or it's true. <laughs> he was the forty seventh vice president, and he's born on November twentieth, eighteen forty two, because he's old as shit. And um, so apparently, St. Patrick's Day and Joe Biden's birthday are big in the Irish community. I don't believe that. And, and so he's driving <laughs> to this town. And I'm Obviously, this book was a joke, so yeah, probably oh yeah, not true. But he's on the way. It's clearly like it's 2018, 2019, because he keeps referencing, like, is he going to run again? And he talks about there's a crowd of Occupy active, activists. Oh, yeah. It's like, what year is it? It's like, is this 2018 is or 2008? What the fuck is going on? There's no more Occupy activists. But he's trying to get to this speech. Of Caruso. Caruso. The, Rico uh, Caruso, the, the tenor. Yes. <laughs> was that one of the three tenors? Is it? I have no idea. That, that doesn't sound very Italian. Oh, Carreras, right. Oh, right. So he gets there, and Obama is still, like, the coolest guy in the world, and Biden is still, like, this weird... Except in this one, he becomes more of, like, a curmudgeonly old man who's just whining about not having enough ice cream all the time. Who is Maybe that, that was Bi- the first one, too. Biden? I don't remember. I think it was Biden on the on the campaign trail too. And she, half of the events I, I see, remember seeing are him eating ice cream. He apparently fucking loves ice cream because they they go about they can't go more than two chapters in the book without him mentioning like, "Are we going to get some ice cream soon?" And Obama's just like, "Shut the fuck up, Joe." I don't want to get to the end too soon, but like the the joke wears thin quickly. <laughs> the joke wore thin at the during the first book. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but at this point, it's it's it starts threadbare, <laughs> and and Biden is just a silly old man. And their their quest in this one is way less interesting because they're just they start off yeah in the green room of the place. And I kept wondering when is the mystery going to start? <laughs> yeah, it's just and it's like Obama, oh wait, Obama gets his the fuck fucking, already. The Obama mystery of Obama's lost stolen. Which who still had a fucking blackberry? In you know they had a throwaway line at the very end when he's like, "Why do you guys have blackberries? Like, what's wrong with blackberries and Chicagoans?" And uh, and Barack Obama says it's security. Ian, law enforcement can't crack them because they don't bother because no one has a blackberry anymore. Uh, I don't know if this is true. Or if Obama still uses a BlackBerry, I doubt it. No, but he he got rid of the he went he switched to iPhone really fast. Though he Obama could not actually use like a regular 
iPhone because that's a security risk. So they had to give him some specially engineered one or specially hacked by the Secret Service that can only download information but can't submit any because that can actually give away your location. So mm, he couldn't he couldn't use that. So he could read email from it, but he couldn't re- ever reply. That's nifty. He left everyone on red. What a dick. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Donald Trump just used his regular cell phone with his regular phone number and didn't give a shit. Bold. Yeah, bold move. Like Joe Biden's... Every move in this where he's trying to figure out who stole the Blackberry. And of course, he who stole immediately, Blackberry. Yeah, he immediately blames the black kid who was standing guard outside the green room. He's like, that's not a good look, Joe. Turns out he didn't, but it leads them on another series of Rube Goldberg like occurrences through the through the streets of Chicago. But first, he's there to actually see part of Obama's speech and meet with him. So I have a beer for that. God damn it. I was trying to get a beer in there. You <laughs> suckers. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just going to drink it. Uh, this is by other half. This is laid back, which is not a gin and juice themed alcohol, but is in <laughs> fact a sour peach India pale ale. <laughs> they should have been gin and juice. They opportunity lost. Yeah. It's an IPA with a very light peach flavor. It's nice. It's not super peachy. You know, it's not gonna it's not gonna overwhelm you with peach, but yeah, still 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 tasty. Overwhelm you with peach is a uh, buck cherry album. <laughs> yeah, it's the B side to Crazy Bitch. But yeah, <laughs> we should say these these beers are brought to us by our supporters over at Patreon. Who made us read this book? Thanks, guys. So if you want to support the podcast, you certainly can. Uh, you by head There's multiple ways. You could, of course, tell your friends to listen, leave us a review, or if you want to uh, get rid of some money uh, in a... I don't know if you could really launder money this way. You could go to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub and support us there in exchange for things like voting in our monthly book poll, getting early access, exclusive content and physical goods, but most importantly for today, getting shouted out on our monthly book poll episode. Uh, and this month, Jimmy, it's your turn to read the names. It's my turn to read the names. Okay, so we would like to thank all of our patrons, but especially the ones whose names we're going to read, which is all of them. So it works out. So thank you to Ozzy, Jeff. Uh, this is in this is in Afrikaans. The yeah. fucking. It's a, it's a Dutch pun, African language. It's a pun uh, in Afrikaans. So I'm not going to get the pun or how to pronounce I, this. I have the explanation. Beer wars rotia. Be, beer walls rotia. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. No one knows how to say that. So I was explained to me. Here's what I was told. Think of it. Uh, the best way is to break it down into three words. Beer Bo- wars is something like that. Is the boar wars. Think boar, war is what exactly what they said. And they said it's Afrikaans for sausage, kind of, sounds like, and then wars, I'm sorry, boar uh, is just Afrikaans or for farmer, excuse me. Wars is Afrikaans for sausage, but it sounds like worst without the T. So wars. And then the uh, other thing, which I'm, is, is for roll. So basically you said a farmer's roll. sausage roll. Yeah, it's a stuffed pig intestine sausage. I'm not sure. That's all of them. That's 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 accurate. Oh, that's actually. a kosher one. So it's beer walls. And oh, uh. and uh, this, these <laughs> other tips were given. Were um, they, they said they're looking forward to hearing you butcher it. So mission accomplished. Oh, I I, I did. It's Nailed basically it. a South African African hot dog, which means it's um, small and white, and it's mean to any like burnt hot dogs. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they didn't say all of those words. Some of those I might have added. Um, yeah, no, the point, the, you know, it made sense. Uh, so the, thank you. Uh, keep going. There's more names. Uh, Tracy, Mike Oxstinks, <laughs> Jennifer. Here's one. I'm so progressive, even the women I date are gay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Jimmy here. Instead of a book next week, we'll be reading my list of all the races. (laughs) (laughs) 
of all the races ranked from best to worst. <laughs> number one may surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. It will surprise you. Uh, Anita Tolik. Barry. Julian. Anita Nate Johnson. <laughs> Doug. Russell. Tyler. Grace. Catherine. Colton. I'm a Bjorn Cockgobbler. Oh. <laughs> Aren't they an ABBA? <laughs> Steven. Nick. Ligmagoosh. <laughs> don't be such a baby cry. What? It says, don't be such a baby cry. I think that... I, I, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I'm not going to question it. Joe. Crab. Michael. Daniel. Amir, Hayden, please rate my feet picks more than a one. <laughs> Emotional support burrito, CL, and Jimmy's body shaming grandfather. <laughs> That's weird because he's dead. How but, is he still contributing? But he did. Uh, he did. He did. He did, did body shame a lot. He body shamed me, and then we told that story. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. A dead fuck. Uh, <laughs> so thank you to all our patrons. Uh, we should also announce the uh, live episode. Live episode number oh. two, the dookieing. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's personal. Uh. <laughs> this is our patron September, but October, we're going to give birth to a beautiful baby boy. Out of our butts, that is a live recording of Twilight the fourth, the fifth. It's like a side, the quill. alternate number one, Twilight one and a half. It's Twilight, but from one Edward's and a half perspective, chromosomes too few. Where they're gonna talk mostly about how much Bella's uh, <laughs> lady bits smell, I'm imagining, since that's most of what she thinks. I have to imagine that's mostly what he thinks too. She's gonna read that. Just when I thought we didn't have to read much more Twilight, except the ones more, there's there's so much more. And it's probably just as long. So, good luck. If you're a patron, you can go to it live when we do it, which will be at a time when we can do it, and you can join if you <laughs> are October. also live. It will be probably a week or two after this comes out. But that means you have time to join. Um, but that's what we're going to be doing... <laughs> Uh, we'll be recording it and then releasing it for all the other people who couldn't be there because they were too weak to give us money in exchange. It's only on Patreon uh, if you want to listen to the episode. But if you're a patron, oh, patron right. even for a, I forgot how this works. a buck, just become a patron. Join us for the live episode. We'd love to have you there. We're going to shit all over uh, the next Twilight book. We haven't even read it yet, but uh, it'll be great to discuss it with you there. And it'll be a lot more straightforward than... Dianetics was so Hopefully. that'll be interesting. Oh god, if it's not, I'm probably just gonna kill myself. Almost as much douching <laughs> <laughs> and just as many uh, attempted abortions. No, this won't explain why you don't like oatmeal. Uh, yeah, it's because your well, dad nodded on you. So that's the patron thing. Thanks to all of our people. You can change your names to something embarrassing for uh, Nate to read next month, as is tradition, as it should be. As it should be. So make it something particularly virulent. <laughs> make him make him embarrassed to read them out loud. That's the in goal. In a public setting. <laughs> For money. For money. So like it's okay. Whore he is. Uh, <laughs> Aren't we all whores? We all sell our bodies for money. <laughs> Nature's going to do it extra next month. <laughs> well, getting back to this book, which is what we're allegedly <laughs> talking about. Okay, so this book is pretty dumb. <laughs> pretty <laughs> so, dumb. So, uh, Obama, after at, in the break room, no, in the green room of the speech, Obama's like, "Have you seen my BlackBerry? I can't find my BlackBerry." And and then it's like, "No, I can't find it. I, can't, I don't see it anywhere." And nobody else has one, so it's hard to confuse it because <laughs> it's fifteen years too late. Yeah. Uh, and then so uh, they eventually they go to a. Computer in Obama like uses basically find my iPhone, but for BlackBerry because that totally exists. 
and then <laughs> tries to is like, oh, you know, I apparently he finds out where it is. It's down by the docks, and there's a name for it. I don't fucking it's by I don't know, the Chicago. train station, the train yards, the freight the train, yards, whatever. I I don't know Chicago, so I don't. The oh yeah, it was train yards because Biden gets real excited because it's trains. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yes, choo choo. So when he gets down there, it's, anyway, so the, the train is, but huh, I don't know how my BlackBerry got down there. So Obama wipes it, uses, you know, just, just you know, remote clear kind of thing. I don't know if that exists a either. kamikaze button. <laughs> and then afterward, Biden is like, that is weird. Somebody stole it. And I think I know who it is. It's that kid that I just met in the other room five minutes ago. I don't know how he got to the train yard already. But he did, and so I'm going to go down there and find out what happened, and I'm going to get Barry's Blackberry back. Doesn't that sound to you, gentlemen, like a fool's and king's folly? Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's because, what he finished his book. Because when he typed the last words, and fun. Good enough. <laughs> I imagine he ended with a, with a fun. Um, how do you say that, right? Fen? Fen. Fa, fa. Yeah. So, uh, fa. even fa, uh, I, I appreciate you guys making it more and more effeminate, and that's feeding, how you say it. Feeding After into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess uh, that's why those Frenchies are just a bunch of bunch of bitches. Uh, none's a patron, by the way. So I don't feel bad uh, that I know of. I feel bad. To, I feel bad to the, the generous French French people. Anyway, um, so. Immediately, Biden's like, "Let's go solve this mystery," and Obama's like, "No, dude, what? You're a fucking, you're an idiot. You're an you're old man trying to run for president right now. What are you doing?" And he's like, "I don't know. I got a it's a, some." He says a whole bunch of dumb shit. Like, "I'm gonna get my get out sticks going, and I'm as serious as a, uh, I don't know what he fucking says." But anyway, <laughs> he has a whole bunch of dumb lines. We'll get to those later. But that sounds like a quite a folly. So this is a beer called. Fools and King's Folly, which is from Sand City and is a nitro coffee style with coconut. Sounds very good. 7.5% alcohol, brewed in collaboration with King's Coast Coffee Company. And uh, Sand City's in Northport, New York, which Jimmy was, was trying to make some uh, headway for us to record over there, so maybe we'll, maybe we'll be there at some point. It is a delicious coffee. I didn't forget to say the word beer. Uh, it, it's just a delicious. <laughs> it's a delicious coffee product. I, I, I'm just my I, my I just am unable to accept anything that says coffee, stout, coconut that's less than like ten percent alcohol and is a syrup. This is lighter because of the nitro. It has that kind of Guinness mouthfeel. It's good, um, but I, I, I just for me at this point, I'm just I've been reamed out so much. I just need him to be big. <laughs> I, I I have to take this beer and just kind of like drink on one side of me with it, you know, try to feel any friction at all. <laughs> but it's it's nice. <laughs> um, but it it certainly is a folly for Biden to think he could solve these mysteries. But yet yet again, here we are, and they go down to the freight yards. Well, well, actually, they don't even. Uh, Biden just goes down there to find the phone. He doesn't even know that there's any shenanigans yet or malarkey, as he would say, and. As soon as he gets there, there's a like whole bunch of people there and police officers because somebody's been shot. And Biden just sneaks in and he's like, they're like, what what agency are you with? And he's like, I'm not with any agency and I'm AARP. And he just kind of walks in. And then <laughs> he gets in and he gets some I information. I think that's a better joke than what was in the book. Absolutely, which was, I'm with the government. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then he finds out that the kid that he thinks stole Obama's phone has been shot a couple times in some sort of apparent gang violence. And then he because gets... Because the kid was part of the uh, second chance program or, you know, kind of thing that the Obamas have started in yes. in Chicago for kids who had records. And then he gets picked up by Rahm Emanuel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who takes him. And we get a very brief... Current... In this in this book, he is the actual mayor still. He's now like ambassador to Japan or something like that. I looked. Uh, he's it. being nominated for ambassador yeah. to Japan, but hasn't been confirmed yet. But I, I so Nate, you'll you'll certainly know much more than me about this. That's why. I'm, but 
is he isn't he actually a pretty corrupt dude? <laughs> like, doesn't he have some sort 100%, of like? Yeah. And, and in the book, they're like Biden's like ah oh, Chicago politics, they're all corrupt. And he says what I thought was actually a pretty funny joke. Uh, he's like, there's a saying in Chicago, you know, old Uncle Frederick voted Republican till the day he died, and ever since he's voted Democrat uh, to describe the like you know. <laughs> party machine Tammany Hall type situation that they allegedly have in Chicago. I don't know if there's any truth to that or about Rahm Emanuel or anything. Like, Is there anything to that or is that just convenient for the plot? It's, poss- it's very possible it was true in the Gilded Age and in even maybe even through the 1960s where the voting was not 100% above board. But since then, I, I highly doubt it. But is Chicago? But is Chicago politics, you know, local Chicago politics corrupt? Is what Biden seems to say in this book. Oh well, I do know that almost like New York governors, almost every Illinois governor has ended up going to jail after he during either while he was governor or afterward. Oh, all right, cool. And Rahm Emanuel did a attempt to cover up the murder of a child by a cop. So he did he did some shady stuff. He He's was not Obama's first uh, chief of White House chief of staff, and he was—I mean—he was in Congress before that, White House chief of staff. And then when he's only got nine fingers, he lost part of a finger as a teenager working in a deli, and literally sliced it off at the deli slicer, <laughs> sliced <laughs> off part of his finger. <laughs> anyway, when the whoever was mayor of Chicago before him, uh, he was like, "I want that. I'm gonna quit." My, I'm going to quit White House Chief of Staff to go be mayor of Chicago. And then he won. But it wasn't super well liked, I don't think. Well, no. he won a second term. That's, it comes up in the book. And then I forget who, if it's Obama says it or something, like, that's Chicago, baby. Like, it yeah. just. It has, it's, it's still grant, uh, warranted or not, probably maybe a little more so than not, has a very bad rep for being pretty dirty. Just all things in Chicago and Illinois greater. New York isn't great, so... No, it's not. <laughs> no, we, I'm not shitting on that. We can't say that much of uh, New York City no, is no. that much better. We are casting no stones. It, it just, that's just, that's the reputation they have. Not on the land of Lincoln, but... Right? Is that Illinois? That's what it says on the it plates. Is, yes. He was, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know what Born they're... Born in Kentucky. I don't know what their uh, state nickname is, you know, like the... It's probably like the Great Lake State or something like that, right? Something dumb. No one knows. The rest <laughs> of the state isn't very important. No one knows anything about it. No. It's, it's, it's the Chicago state. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's a state uh, with like lots of toppings on its hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the deep so, dish state. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Rahm Emanuel picks him up from the thing with his uh, bodyguard slash fixer slash uh, goon bento box Pulaski or something. Because he was such a tough guy, he could make you crunch up the size of a bento box, which is a pretty worldly reference for a bunch of Chicago trash people. Maybe they're into anime or something, yeah? They are not. It's the Prairie State, by the way. I googled it. Makes no sense, but here we are. Prairie State. Named after the Prairie Cake Company, competitor to Drake's. I don't believe you, but I want to. (laughs) I want to so badly. (laughs) And they have their angel dogs. (laughs) Because <laughs> if anyone fucking knows it, Drake's fucking coffee kicks are shit. So he's in the car getting, you know, and uh, Ron Manuel's like, please get the fuck out of Chicago. You can't be running around trying to solve mysteries, you dumbass. You're the vice president. And if you get shot in Chicago, it's going to make us all look bad. Uh, and he's not wrong. And then a bunch of shit happens. And I can't even remember. So then happens, the next so. thing happens is that. Oh, he finds back Obama and Steve, the Secret Service guy from the first book. Secret Steve. Secret Steve. That's <laughs> that's what that's what my mom called her friend that we weren't supposed to tell Dad about. Oh, Secret Steve. Yeah. Oh, Secret Steve. Um, the pipe layer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Uh, so then they find them, and he's always getting work done upstairs. They have to play loud music. Steve only works like that, but sometimes he grunts hard. Uh, so then uh, they tough pipes. O- Obama <laughs> explains. Uh, Biden explains like, oh, that kid's like you know in a hospital, and Obama's like, God, gosh darn, let's go 
figure this out and find his records, but for whatever reason, we have to be secret about it. And Obama can't just go into, you know, the University of Chicago or whatever the fuck it is. It's, it's his own foundation offices. It's the application for his, like, internship at the Obama Foundation yeah. library thing. But uh, but Biden has to go through, like, the secret tunnels under the, under the college campus to get there. And then when he finds it, he thinks he's being followed because he thinks he's been being followed this whole time. Like there's a leprechaun guy because it's St. Patrick's Day weekend <laughs> that he keeps seeing. He's like, I guess following me. And then he try he gets he gets lost in the tunnels and he comes out of a classroom or into what is like a it's like, like a, a book children's store. reading room. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of kids reading a short story. They're reading then, uh, the copy of Marlon Bundo. Yeah, that sounded familiar, but I don't know why. I think that was like a. I think I think it it's it's the name of someone's pet rabbit in uh, one someone, of the presidents or someone vice very cool. Uh, but then the, te- the teacher beats the shit out of Joe Biden. He was Mike Pence's pet rabbit. You know what? I just gained a little bit more respect for Mike Pence. That's fantastic. <laughs> Um, but the teacher beats the shit out of him, and it's only when one of the kids goes, hey, that's the president's brother. (laughs) 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 They stop beating him up and help the geriatric man who's just laying in a puddle at the bottom of the stairs. But then it just cuts ahead to them at, like, a Waffle House again or something. Yeah, they're at a diner, and Joe Biden eats one of everything on the menu. Sounds accurate. There is a line. Oh, let me find it about uh, about his farts, uh, which are really funny. Oh yeah, this is earlier when he's talking about Oprah, but he's you know he talks about her and but he says, "Heck, plenty of people thought I have some sort of Boy Scout, when in reality my farts stunk like everyone else's, sometimes worse than everyone else's. <laughs> I should have never had that battered onion plate last night." <laughs> Just think of Joe Biden at Outback Steakhouse eating an entire blooming onion by himself. <laughs> I'm on the road. I need, need a little comfort. Yeah, there's also this line was, uh, but there was nothing regular about Barack Obama besides his bowel movements. Maybe. And even then, who could be sure? Yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> They're really weird. <laughs> well, as we said in the last time we did one of these stupid books, it's really not so... I mean... It's, it's not it's, trying to be serious. No. Well, yes, but it's really... Mo- a, a big part of the tone is not about how cool Biden is. It's about how cool Obama is. And <laughs> That's Bi- part of the joke, Keo. He is Biden much less is of a jilted lover fan. in this one, though. I guess because they've reconciled and are now partners in crime solving. Though they still mention like, Bradley Cooper a lot, jealously. But Bradley Cooper changed his number on Obama. <laughs> But by the end, he re- he reveals that he didn't actually change his number. He just told the Joe to make him feel better. God damn it! <laughs> also, like uh, when he falls, down, I think it's when he falls on the steps. He says it hurt like an accidental circumcision. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that line. I really did. The homespun cute lines are pretty funny, actually, and and there are quite a few of them. So I'm definitely forgetting something, but at some point Biden ends up at the massage parlor yeah. with Obama and Rahm Emanuel. He and gets a message from Rahm Emanuel to say, come to this place to meet. And Obama's there and they're all naked. Well, only Joe is naked. They all have towels on. Steve still has a full suit on, but but Biden walks in ass naked and Bob was like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of here. Put a towel on. And Rahm Emanuel towel whips him in the ass. Most believable thing in the book. <laughs> He's definitely a whipper. Oh, yeah. And then they're talking about the mystery and, and, and Biden says, okay, I went down to the train yards because I was looking for your phone, cause I, but I found out that that kid, he actually got shot and then they talk for a while and they decide to go visit the kid's Aunt? Mother? Oh, we skipped us around. Yeah, he go to his aunt. He's his oh, legal yeah. guardian. She works at like a Piggly Wiggly bag and groceries. And they go there and she she instantly, she doesn't like make them for who they are, but she knows that they're just like government people. And she's like, fuck you. I'm not going to give you information. But then they get, get something out of her. They get some, some details. Oh, yeah. But 
they, they, Steve passes out in the sauna because he's wearing a full suit still in there to conceal his gun. <laughs> and they use this opportunity for Obama and Biden to get away from him and like go out and solve the adventure without him. And Biden won't shut the fuck Steve, up. Steve, the Secret Service agent. S- Secret Steve, yeah. And, Who uh, got oh. kicked out of... The, he, was, he was in the Trump White House for a hot second as on the Secret Service detail, but got kicked out. Yes. Because he couldn't yeah. handle it. Now he's Obama's body man. And so they're going to go solve the adventures for some reason. I can't remember why, but Obama makes a bet with Joe Biden to see who can shut the fuck up and stay quiet. He says, whoever gets this, whoever can stay silent the longest gets two scoops of chocolate ice cream and a waffle cone and a waffle cone. We have to start now, though. <laughs> and then that's the only time Joe Biden stops talking. And then he reveals they haven't gone to get ice cream. They went to a record store or something. To get, to get secret information on because there's a whole like sub there's a whole plot about Sean the kid was they're, they're part of this gang and there was a shipment of guns that were the stolen off doors. of a train of course and there's a there's a, a community group charity run by someone called the pastor and he gets all the food from the community and you know, he sometimes he gets the food by less than legal means. And Joe Biden thinks that maybe he's dirt and he's running a gang and it's all, it's all a front, but they have to find out who's got these guns, who stole the guns and where are they? So they go to a guy in a record store and he's going to tell them a criminal connects. And then Obama is going to be like, Obama tells him, you know, you're going to tell us what I need to know. And the guy says, I'll tell you everything. If you tell me the secret of Roswell and Biden says, we can't tell you that. Not even I know that because he's always jealous because Barack always makes fun of him for not knowing the secret of Roswell all the time because it's about his clearance level. And he makes, he makes Biden leave and he tells the man supposedly <laughs> the secrets of aliens. And then they go to another place and I can't remember what the place was. Oh, they go to the speakeasy run by Gal Capone, <laughs> the burlesque dancer who... Uh, is head of all the hookers in Chicago who will also know where the guns are from. And then she comes out and she's a strip dance. And Joe Biden talks about how, like, this reminds me a lot of a bachelor party I went to in 1975. You remember Bob Dole? Bob Dole. And his diamond-studded stripper bachelor party. <laughs> Still one good arm. Just for smacking bitches. <laughs> he, just, he just swings his shoulder and the dead one hits them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously... Yeah, the, the good arm is busy somewhere else. Which leads to this beer. I just want to drink still it. Alive? He is he's like alive. A, yeah. He's like damn near a hundred if he isn't already a hundred. Yeah. Um nineteen twenty three. So he's nineteen. Fuck me. He's a much longer lived John McCain. <laughs> <laughs> but they have to go, you know, deal with some unsavory characters potentially to get to the, the bottom of this thing. And it, it reminds us all that much Chicago politics, like all politics and interactions we have, that morality has always been subjective. <laughs> and uh, I happen to have a beer for that. <laughs> what are the odds? That's so specific. As a, a man, that's where. Thanks, honey, for bringing this in. Uh, so this is <laughs> called the morality has always been subjective. It's a it's a double dry hop New England IPA from a new brewery for us. This is from. Uber Geek, which is a brewery in uh, Riverhead, New York, which is on Long Island. And they only opened in April of 2021. Uh, mm. I just happened to go there recently. But my my now, you know, almost three-year-old daughter was just fucking throwing this ball we bought her at the at that aquarium, like a super bouncy ball, and mm. just throwing it with no aim at all. Like she clearly inherited my uh, athletic ability, but also my mule strength, and would just heave it, <laughs> and it would just fucking fly off of walls. And I'm not exaggerating; like close to ten times, it ended up behind the bar. <laughs> but like flying at this guy, <laughs> that's like the one guy who has to get it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Can you get in? the guy? Was, he was incredibly patient and kind. <laughs> like, no, I get it. I have a little, I have a kid at home, and it's it's no problem. And I was like, all right, cool. And I give it back to her. I'm like, this is this is not going to end well. But if I don't give it to her, she's going to throw a shit, and then I can't drink my beers. So fuck this guy. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> she just kept destroying their place. Like at one point, you know, how like behind bars, they often have 
not like you know in prison, but like behind a bar, <laughs> they often have an open shelf, kind of with all the glasses on it. Mm. It bounced into there, and I could hear it hitting glasses. This rubber ball. Uh. Oh, that's this is not going to end well. Thank goodness this hipster guy had good reflexes, and he saved the day. Um, but so it was, it was it was fine. We we managed to pay our bill without having to buy you know a hundred broken glasses. And I brought home this four pack of beer, and maybe another one I'll use in the the future or the past. So this is a nine percent alcohol IPA. They give you like in their Uber Geek, so they give you you know sciencey kind of shit, and it's with Galaxy and Motuka. It's a really it's a really nice double IPA. I get a lot of like pineapple, tropical flavors out of it, specifically pineapple from uh, the hops. It's really great, really great. Um, All right, so back to this book. <laughs> There's some of it left. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so where were we? I don't even know. Um, oh, they, they find out about they, the preacher guy thing. They find it. They, they they go and they oh, Biden go back to the, uh, the warehouse. The preacher, yeah, the warehouse preacher, yeah. And turns out, so uh, Biden goes there, and Obama and Biden go there because like, oh, we need to talk to the preacher. So they talk to him, and there's like all these boxes, and Ob- and Biden is like, it's the guns. They they have the guns here, and he just starts ripping open the boxes, and instead it's cans of big beans. It turns out his theories didn't amount to a hill of beans. (laughs) Precisely. (laughs) Because, and then the preacher says, well, it's, uh, we get donations from grocery stores across the city. And I'm like, okay, so this isn't it. And then Biden says, okay, well, now it's getting kind of late. I guess I have to catch my flight back to Delaware. And then, so he goes to the airport and gets on the flight, but then he gets a phone call and then for some reason he biden i can't remember why but biden says stop the plane stop the plane says stop the plane or or someone's going to die someone's going to die and then biden says oh wait no you probably think i'm a hijacker oh no i shouldn't have said that either uh and then they do stop the plane and biden gets out after it crashes through a fence and the forest yeah it hits it literally doesn't take off they like you know abort the takeoff Man, Democrats out. will abort anything. <laughs> <laughs> he is pro-choice. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know what? I might even keep that in. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I, just, I don't even really remember what happens next. And somehow, and then Biden... They, um, I forget he, what the he, phone call he was. He goes out. He goes and he is going to find uh, Caruso because he figures out that it was Caruso, the rapper, who was behind it all because he was running the gangs. He was out, wasn't out of the gang life because he made some, you know, Sherlock's Holmes or house level connection at the end. He's like, oh, I got it. And then he goes and big boy Bento Box comes out and he picks up Joe. And he's like, you got to do this shit. And he gets hit by a car for reasons, for plot reasons. And then his dying confession is like, Caruso owns everybody in this town. He bribes everyone. So all the cops are dirty and, you know, all the public politicians are dirty because of this, this rapper who apparently is uh, so rich he can own the entire town. So Obama and Biden get back together and they go to Caruso's yacht he has a yacht in the lake, which is, I guess, pretty limiting. But I guess if you have fuck you money, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's a really big lake. Yeah. Oh, I skipped the whole part where there's like 11 chapters of Joe Biden trying to walk up the stairs. <laughs> it's like he has to get to like the 25th floor to find Obama. But Michelle Obama's there and he's like climbed 26 flights. And it's a really long chapter of him like trying to walk up all the stairs because he's old as fuck. And then he's like, oh, Obama's not here. 26 flights. That's... That's it difficult. is. It's a lot. I'd be tired, and he's old as fuck. So, and then he's like, "Oh, a Michelle Obama is there," and she says, "Ah, Obama, uh, Barack is out on the yacht with Caruso already." So, Joe gets, uh, he goes to the yacht, and then they 
get on board. And I think Barack is already there or he's on the way. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. And then they get boarded by Caruso's dudes. Oh, because they're on a because it's a tour boat. No, Caruso's no, but already it's a, dead when they arrive. No, no. Yeah. I, I mean, before that, but they're like on the tour, they get a tour boat, and but then they like get oh, hijacked, yeah. and then they like, but the hijackers kill the like lady. No, they don't kill the lady. They just they knock out the, the they knock out the driver of the, the boat that they're on. But then, but then somehow Steve, Obama and Biden. Steve, Steve is Steve there to kills the bad guys, save the day, and so Obama and Biden then take this the, the bad guys' speedboat over to Caruso's yacht. But then, when they get there, Caruso is dead. And then bento what box happens? Is the bento oh. box is there. He didn't die. He's the bad guy. He's been the bad guy all along. He, you know, was running the gangs and stealing the guns, and he's going to sell them all from the the gun slash bean heist that the kid, the gang kids, did of the train because all the donations from the food warehouse were really stolen goods from the train robbery because a Biden books has got to be a lot of train stuff, um, and. You know they're gonna they've they've they're tying up Joe Biden Barack Obama to like interrogate them and Joe Biden's constantly asking like what kind of knot are you using and everyone's like shut the fuck up Joe and uh, then the Coast Guard shows up and Joe says I can tell them to get away and you know fool them and then you won't, no one has to die because Sean is also there because they took him out of the hospital and you know because it's the it's the fucking denouement of the book so everyone's got to be there. And then in a series of uh, dumb events, Barack Obama ends up holding everyone, uh, like, thre- holding them at bay with a threat of throwing a grenade at them. Uh, and then the grenade gets thrown, and it blows a hole in the side of the yacht, and Bento Box chokes to death on a Werther's original that he had been eating for most of the book, and he falls into the lake and dies. There is a line in, when he's in the car, when you first meet bento box yeah <laughs> biden's like he unwraps a werther's original but he's not sharing it's just that's the ultimate f- old man food <laughs> another funny detail is that for the most of the book obama is wearing the tan suit yeah yeah <laughs> he, and, and biden is disgusted by it he's, good thing i already ate <laughs> I couldn't look at it. <laughs> anyway, they get rescued off the boat by a helicopter, and then they get flown to safety or whatever. And yeah. then it's basically the end, and then Obama and Biden have a heart-to-heart where Obama says, if you want to run, Joe, you really should just run. You're going to be you're gonna be fine. And then it's basically the end. Maybe there's a little bit more. Maybe there's one more thing. No, it, it, that's basically there's, it. There's a few moments throughout that we missed or forgot because most of it was minor Dumb. or non sequitur or you know they ha- had funny lines but that's the end of the plot and it was too long by about half but by it was about a very short book it was <laughs> too it was too long by about a book like the <laughs> first ser- the first one was cute and even and then they another one huh wow okay what could happen now nothing oh okay yeah, uh, this one really didn't need to exist. I like how it starts that he's on his book tour. I mean, I, I'm sure it existed. I'm just oblivious. I didn't even know Biden wrote a book in 2018. None of them ever actually write a book. I, well, I know I that you have I don't think he did. But that's what he's on. He's on the book tour. And at one point uh, early on, Michelle Obama's like, I read your book or whatever. And he's like, She's like, I read the whole thing. He's like, you did? Yes. Uh, no, uh, no, not Obama. The, no, the, he the kid did gets publish shot. a book in 2017. And the kid, the kid, not, the, not Obama, uh, Michelle Obama, the kid that gets shot. He's like, I, had to, I read your book for a school report. And he says, ah, it made my heart grow a size. I made a mental note to buy a couple of copies of Becoming and leave them in the waiting room at my dentist's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's funny because... And not that I know Joe Biden personally, <laughs> but it fits my image of Joe Biden. <laughs> like I, you, yeah, it, it does do a good job of fitting everyone's like image of him. Like when he talks about electric cars aren't cars, they're abominations. Yes. He just has like really strong opinions about stupid shit and, he's and like, ice cream. He says, I want, a, I want a car that's going to burn gas like it's going out of style. And Obama says, 
that is going out of style. <laughs> and it's like, no. <laughs> I also uh, like when Rahm Emanuel gets the call of some sort early on and he's behind the soundproof thing in his limo. And he says, he, uh, he rolled up the tinted glass divider bef- between the front and back seats. It was soundproof. I can guess what his end of the call sounded like, though. F this and F that. Words I generally say for big occasions and a hot and hot mics. <laughs> 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 Which I guess that's referring to the uh, Ob- Obamacare thing, right? He's like, this is a big fucking deal. So is that when said they that? finally passed the past Obamacare and Obama is doing a press, no press conference, Rose Garden or no White House press conference, you know, just like announcing we really did pass. And then as Obama is like walking to the stage, Biden leans over and says, Hey man, this is a big fucking deal. And then it was caught on the hot bike. Oh my God. Politicians use swear words. By the way, in the Nixon tapes, one of the most, you know, the things in the Nixon tapes that, uh, people were pretty surprised at was that Nixon swore like uh, swore like crazy, he swore a ton, and that he was a crook, though that wasn't really a surprise, but he also swore a lot. I can't believe it was a surprise. I in the swore. Oval Office. In the Oval Office. Well, did, when, isn't there, I don't know when it was said, but didn't Obama say something like, don't underestimate Joe's ability to fuck things up? Isn't that a thing that was said too? I don't remember that. Oh, you guys, see, only watch one type of news channel. Uh, But that was definitely a thing. I'm Googling this now. Uh, What year was this from? It's years ago. This is like... At least five or six or seven. A line in the book was, Joe Biden says, I was chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee when you were still in diapers. (laughs) Which probably wasn't totally true, but it's pretty close. Could be. The idea that the president doesn't curse is silly. Is ridiculous. But but the president also poops. Well, we're doing better than North Korea. <laughs> well, there was one line that I really enjoyed. When, for no reason, they have a Joe Biden bathroom scene. Says, I didn't need a urinal today. I entered the first stall and closed the door. I didn't take my time, but I wasn't quick about my business either. <laughs> it's like, why is this scene in this? <laughs> I like when he has to break in through the, uh, the the bookshelf thing, and he goes, they say you're supposed to lift with your legs, not your back. Fine advice. Not very practical. I never skipped leg day. Once a month, I did a few kicks on those machines at the Y. You know, oh, the yeah. ones where you lift weights with your legs? I could do 40, 50 pounds. In the real world, though, you couldn't isolate your glutes or quads like that. <laughs> You had to use what your mama gave you. And what Ma Biden gave me were pencil-thin legs and a low, lower back made of iron. <laughs> it's, just, it's so long and ridiculous. And 40 pounds in the leg press is nothing. That's, that's, you that's, wouldn't be able to stand if that's all you could lift. Because <laughs> your whole body weight is probably more than 40 pounds above the legs. That's what the weight press machine weighs without putting weight on it. Like that's when you just sit on it. But I was looking for the... I was like, this is funny. Let me highlight that funny line. And I realized it was the whole page. So <laughs> <laughs> spiel about how he's tough. Don't worry about me, I told him. This isn't my first rodeo. It wasn't until I shut the door that I remembered I'd never been to a rodeo. <laughs> that's chapter one. When he's in a in a car, a cab with a driver that is a dead quote a dead ringer for Mike Ditka. <laughs> which, oh yeah, they fucking bring the Mike Ditka guy all the time. This, I mean, it's funny. I think my favorite part, just because it's the dumbest, was uh, we're talking about his wife. My wife knew how much surprises made my skin crawl, and she loved watching me squirm. One time aboard Air Force Two, she crawled into an overhead bin and screamed when I opened it. I had screamed too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking stupid scene, but it's re- it's really funny. It, it was this book. This book was dumb. It was dumb. It didn't need to exist. It had a lot of funny one-liners that would have been great. It's just like a series of like tweets from Joe Biden, like a parody Joe Biden account. It didn't need any of the plot at all. As we said last time, it's basically those 2016 
uh, Obama, Obama Biden, Biden memes. memes. It's, or like it's, any of the Onion articles about him like washing the Trans Am in the White House parking lot without a shirt on. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's certainly favorable towards Biden and very favorable towards Obama, but it's just silly nonsense. It, it's the first one was funny because the plot was so ridiculous. His death of his favorite Amtrak conductor is like. That's great. Because Amtrak uh, Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was too long also, and it was like a kind of, you know, kind of grew old. But, like, the premise was so stupid that it worked. This one was just like, eh, eh. This one, as I said with the last episode, is that the book needed to be either a more serious mystery or more ridiculous or more farce. And it kind of was tried to do a little bit they had in between. Plenty of farce. I mean, it was far, but it could have been. <laughs> he did talk about the beans. <laughs> I think this needed to be both a more serious mystery and more farce. It's not one or the other. It needs both because the mystery part was so lame. I really was like thinking to myself, when is the mystery going to start? Oh, wait, we're halfway through the book. I guess it's the cell phone thing. I guess yeah, that's, it was much weaker. I guess that's the mystery, and it just it doesn't have any stakes. It doesn't. You just don't care. You just it's just not. It's, it's got one stake, all right, Nate. A mistake. Am I right? Oh. Am I right, Jimmy? Am I right? High five. Got there him. There we go. <laughs> that's right? a gotcha. That's that's it. So anyway, Grandpa I, Joe approves of that joke. It could it could have been both. More ridiculous and actually a better mystery at the same time. Could have done both, or could have done a lot more of one of those or the other. I think that, that would if have it both had been a serious book, it would have been really stupid. Yeah, it has to be silly. It can't not be silly because all the good parts are the silly parts. I think it could have been, but I what I mean is that the plot was so stupid in this one that that could have been better. It could have been a more serious actual mystery novel while still keeping the silly elements at the same time. I think it could have been a lot better if it just didn't. <laughs> you know, if it just didn't exist. It would have been it would have been that's the best it could have done. It's like the bug BuzzFeed article, you know, eleven camels eleven camels that just can't. Yeah. This exactly. is the book that just didn't. It just shouldn't have. This is a book that just shouldn't. It's fine. It's silly, and it is like three hours of reading. And for many people, that's actually, you know, that's, who don't read it's a, a book. Reading. That, that's, it counts as a book on Goodreads. Yeah. Does an audiobook of this exist? Yes. Who read it? I don't know. <laughs> do, you want me, do you want me to find the name of the narrator? Oh, well, was no, it Joe Biden? The narrator. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> did he do a Joe Biden voice? <laughs> he did. He did a little bit of a Joe Biden voice. Not a good one, but he did a little bit of one. <laughs> if it was actually him, I would I would easily pay money to hear him read this. It'd be, it'd be worth it then. It would be hilarious, but it was not Joe Biden, no. Well, this was the one that people voted for. So I hope this was worth it was this worth it everyone no we'll do divergent two later it'll be better or at least more fun to make fun of because this was like it was fine it was mediocre forgettable but not dumb enough to really know into democracy voted to uh execute socrates and voted for this over diversion two so clearly democracy is not that great i don't know that socrates socrates guy might have sucked (laughs) He was probably extremely annoying. He was probably really just a big dick. Like, just, dude, shut the fuck up. Just stop. Constantly. All the time. Are you... Have you considered... Why? (laughs) What does the feta mean, though? And you're like, oh, fuck you. You're getting real cheesed off. (laughs) He must have been insufferable. (laughs) All right, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you've listened this long and you want to support the podcast, you can tell your friends to listen, which we'd appreciate. Leave a review or head over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub. Any of those would be really appreciated. And be our friend on Goodreads, where we read things that are better than this usually. Not always, though. I'll tell you what, guys, we... I have noticed we have a lot of friends lately. I see when one of us 
updates a book that I know we're all reading, which we don't tell people. I have seen other people start reading that book. So oh, if yeah. you can get the inside track. We're influencers. Oh, my God. Check. Oh, let's put on our yoga pants and just start taking pictures of ourselves looking like assholes. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.